When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's November 29, 1963, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Immediately after U.S. President John F. Kennedy was shot while riding in his open-top Lincoln Continental in Dallas, Texas, the question on everyone's lips was obviously who did this and why? Well, that question was meant to be answered by the establishment of the Warren Commission today in history in 1963, and guess what? For a while, people were quite satisfied with the answers that that commission returned. That is before we all realised that the assassination was the work of mob bosses backed by Cubans, funded by Soviets, aided by the CIA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, considering the magnitude of the assassination of JFK, they moved extraordinarily fast because the commission was established one week after the assassination and only five days after Lee Harvey Oswald was shot dead by Jack Ruby while being transferred to the county jail. And it was only 10 months later that the 888-page report was published, which is extremely impressive or extremely suspicious. Yeah, (laughs) you'd almost think the President of the United States had just been murdered in cold blood in plain sight and people were freaked out about it. Um, (laughs) But the idea of this commission sprang from Eugene Rostow's view that the public didn't believe any of the official versions. Mm. I didn't realise that right from the beginning there was public belief in a conspiracy. There were loads of question marks hanging over this. I thought it was because of the results of this commission and what's seen as a whitewash by conspiracists that they thought there was a cover-up. But actually, the commission was commissioned to be seen not to be covering up things, but to be getting them out in the open. Yeah, I think people were so incredibly freaked out in the first place by having witnessed their president be shot. And then also the fact that then the guy who was the primary suspect was himself killed so quickly. And that person was found to have mob links and all of that. I mean, already you're thinking when you're, you know, when the person who's got the most security in the entire country is killed, this has got to be bigger than just one lone gunman. It's got to be a big story. And I think, in a sense, Johnson, you know, this was his first test as an incoming president, and he wanted to put this thing together so quickly, in part because there was this feeling that stuff was going on behind the scenes that needed to be addressed. But also... He wanted to preempt the idea that there would be multiple investigations because there was this Texas court inquiry and Congress was threatening to do something unless he did something. Yeah, because although now so many elements of the assassination have entered pop culture, partly through the Oliver Stone film, yeah, everyone today knows the expressions like grassy knoll, they have that significance. But at the time, it wasn't so much that there were set conspiracy theories, it was the fact that there were so many conflicting accounts. You know, we're talking about an assassination that had so many witnesses and mm. people saying, you know, they saw somebody here, they heard this there. There were a lot of conflicting narratives. It wasn't necessarily that there were people who were prone to believing conspiracy theories that were looking for alternative explanations. It's that there were so many alternative explanations at the time. What I found interesting is that the early conspiracy theories that Oswald wasn't a lone wolf, they were there from the very beginning. But the idea that there was a second shooter or that he wasn't the shooter at all seemed to have gained popularity later. The initial theory was that he couldn't possibly have been acting alone. There must have been somebody putting him up to it. 
Mm. And also the theory that that extra person might have been someone from the establishment was, again, something that was kind of underlined by the composition of this commission. So who was on the commission? Well, Gerald Ford is on there, you know, future president, very close to Hoover and the FBI. Alan Dulles, former director of the CIA, this being someone who had been fired by JFK and is now investigating his death. So you can understand why people would be concerned that you've got the two most powerful services here that might be suspects controlling what was a commission that worked in almost complete secrecy. I mean, if you take them on face value that they tried their best and examined all the evidence, people couldn't have trust in it because they couldn't see the process happening. Well, the funny thing was how many among them had to be really strong-armed by Johnson into getting involved in the commission in the first place. You know, most notably among them, Earl Warren, who was the Chief Justice, he he just didn't want to be involved in it. I think this was the, the sort of sentiment shared by so many of the people who were initially approached, which was that this was going to be this enormous deal that had so many people's eyes on them, not only them, but also the verdict they returned, but also that they were they were meant to come back with something that was meant to be a, a sort of balm for a nation. You know, this was mm. meant to be kind of correcting this terrible, terrible wound that had been opened up by this act. You know, Senator Russell was one of the people who Johnson had to approach, and he said to him in the end, I can't arrest you, and I'm not going to put the FBI on you, but you're goddamn going to serve, I can tell you that. This was the level of kind of resistance that he was up against before people actually said yes. Yeah, and it was an enormous undertaking as well. You know, for the 10 months that the Warren Commission was in session, Chief Justice Warren was both the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and was presiding over this enormous investigation. And he refused the offer to lead it several times. Eventually he met with LBJ and he basically guilted him. He said these theories that the Soviets or the Cubans were behind the assassination might ultimately escalate to nuclear war. So he kind of said, you know, you have to do this. Imagine the millions of people who might die as a result. And then eventually he did capitulate in the face of that. I think it'd be very difficult to stand up to Mm. that kind of guilt tripping. (laughs) And yet, strangely, the conclusions that they came to Nothing to see here. Well, bullet from well, behind. That was it. Okay, so let's run through them. So, so basically, they said out the neck. Uh, <laughs> change direction. Jobs are good. And thanks. <laughs> what they decided was that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman. That there were three shots fired at the president. The shots came from behind him, and they were fired from the Texas School Depository. And the same p- bullet hit President Kennedy and Texas Governor John Connolly, who was in the car with him. They also decided ultimately that this was the work of Oswald alone and that he wasn't involved in in a conspiracy. And as I say, it really was well received, I think in part because not only was it the conclusion that the the commission themselves wanted to reach before they started (laughs) suspicious, but also it was the it was kind of the conclusion that everyone that like that the public wanted. They wanted for this to have been just a random act of a of a single deranged person, Mm. not something more sinister than that. Because also if it was the Soviets the consequences like the geopolitical consequences were were so immense and for all of the witnesses they'd interviewed and for all of the pages that were generated for the report most of it is really about establishing logistics and timeline which wasn't really what people wanted to know people wanted to know why you know what was the motive and really of the 13 point summary of the report only point 10 really touches on the why and it just says that the commission has found no evidence that either Lee Harvey Oswald or Jack Ruby was part of any conspiracy domestic or foreign to assassinate President Kennedy i.e. both of them acted alone but also the footage 
of the death itself obviously wasn't broadcast you know for taste and decency reasons for decades but is now on youtube so you have a different generation of amateur sleuths who look at the footage themselves ah it's It's, intense it's, it's sad i mean you know it is the leader of his country getting killed in front of your eyes but no one at the time seemed to really indulge the common sense reading of that footage which is he's obviously been shot from the front i mean you're looking at it you see the back of his head fall out. You see mm. Jackie O scrambling on the back of the car to pick it up. You know, and it's not as if there weren't people at the time who said he was obviously shot from the front, including the doctors who treated him at a press conference who said the bullet entered the front and then the Secret Service deleted those tapes and then got them to say to the Warren Commission, no, it was uh, an exit wound. Yeah. Well, and this is part of it as well, is that the Warren Commission didn't get to hear the full story, particularly from the FBI and the CIA. The, the reason being that the FBI wanted to downplay how much they knew about Oswald before the shooting and how closely they were monitoring him, because obviously it didn't make them look very good that he'd still managed to assassinate the president of the United States. So Hale Boggs, who was one of the Democrat congressmen on the commission, he would later say that J. Edgar Hoover, quote, lied his eyes out to the commission to, in an attempt to downplay their previous knowledge of Oswald. And the CIA as well, according to a 2014 report by the CIA chief historian David Robage, officers are instructed to give only, quote, passive, reactive and selective assistance to the commission to avoid anything that might muddy what the, you know, the agency believed to be, I mean, it's telling phrase, the best truth. Mm. And they didn't want to do anything that might prevent the Warren Commission from coming to the same conclusion. This included declining to reveal the CIA's many attempts on Castro's life, which would certainly have added credibility to the theory that it was a Cuban plot. Mm. They obviously wanted an answer that they then made themselves get but the problem with that is everyone could see that that's what had happened and they couldn't see how they would got there and actually I think that the public in general are better prepared than perhaps was thought at the time to just hear the frightening thing of we don't really know yeah. we don't know how this happened it's complicated there are natural inconsistencies when you interview thousands of people that's the same with any investigation any yeah. trial guess what we don't know we think Oswald was involved but we don't know I mean, yeah. that's what—that's the honest answer, isn't it? But yeah. no one ever says that. Like, it either has to be the Cubans or Oswald. I mean, the, the polls tell their own story. You know, in 1964, 56% of people agreed with the Warren Commission's conclusions. By 1966, just two years later, only 36% still backed the report. And by the 1980s, a Newsweek poll suggested only 11% of Americans believed Oswald acted alone. You know, I was worried before we set about recording this episode. I thought, you know, some subjects are so complex, they're just they're just not right for a 10-minute digest. But I think we aced this. I think we put it to bed. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> it was the Umbrella Man. That's right. <laughs> Tomorrow. The idea was that you'd infect two children, two of these orphan children, every 10 days... Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network.